So, Eli, it's almost the holiday season. Hanukkah, Thanksgiving are very close, and Christmas is just around the corner. If you go into any store these days, they're already on it with the music and the decorations and so forth. Yeah, it's really crept up on me, and I'm sure you as well, as it often does. And I think, you know, a lot of people are probably thinking about what what, what could I, what should I get for my friends? What do I want on my list? And so we're doing something special with this episode. You know, if I'm honest, the latter is what I'm thinking is like, what's on my list? What do I want? <laughs> and I know you're a hard person to buy for. I'm terrible. My loved ones, my wife, my family, they always say like, it's impossible to buy you something. I'm so particular, but that's the way designers are. We are so particular about what we want. So your friends at Design Better are creating a special holiday gift guide for you that works for kind of anybody. It could be gifts that you know you take to work for like a secret Santa exchange, or if you're like me, it's a list for yourself. When you don't get the stuff that you want on Boxing Day on the 26th, you just buy the thing that you want for yourself. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, oftentimes that's what ends up happening to me is I'll get something from somebody very well-intentioned, but it's not quite something that I love. And if it comes with the return card, I'll trade it in for something else. No offense to the person who gives it, but I think things on this list are going to be all super well-made. And if they're in your area of interest, it's going to be good stuff. Yeah. And we tried to pick stuff that is a range in prices. So we'll start on the lower end with the least expensive things, and we'll go all the way up to some higher-end items for those with a bigger budget. Well, should we dive in, Eli? Let's do it. Okay, I'll let you go first. Okay, this first one on my list is a cookbook, and you and I are both very much into cooking, so I know this one will resonate with you. I think I've mentioned it before. It's a book called Everyone's Table by Gregory Gourdet. He is a chef that's been on shows like Top Chef and just a wonderful cook. This book is a James Beard Award winner. And it's great because it has a very kind of healthy foundation. And it's also international cuisine. Jeff Gregory himself has a background from Haiti, but he cooks kind of international foods. And the recipes are very involved because it's all fresh ingredients and healthy. But I have not made one thing in there that hasn't been fantastic. So highly recommend that one. Yeah, I love to cook from scratch with the pandemic and you couldn't just like run out to the store and go get like all the pre-made stuff. I learned how to make everything with just the basics. And I learned that I was probably spending too much money and spending too much time on the other stuff. So just make it myself. It's a lot easier. Yeah. Cool. What's your first one? Okay. Well, keeping in the lower end price range on my list is Kawiko pins and pencils. So for designers, anyone who's writing, drawing on a regular basis, I love these pens and pencils. They are wonderful. It's a German company. It's spelled K-A-W-E-C-O. Kawiko, I think is how you say it. I'm not sure. But these pens, pencils are wonderful. They have mechanical pencils. They have these big fat pencils as well. I have this steel tube that's got a giant piece of graphite in it that's just fun to draw with and you can just kind of push this nubbin on the end for the graphite to come out. They're wonderful, they're beautiful objects, they feel good in your hand. They have fountain pens as well, so there's a lot of different options to choose from. And the prices do vary, but 
On the low end, they can be, you know, around $20 to $30, 31 euros roughly. One that I like is the classic sport mechanical pencil. It comes in red. I really like that. It's just a lovely tool to write with. I enjoy their ballpoint pens too. I keep one of those in a bag all the time. So inexpensive, but really nice. It's more elevated writing experience. So that's the Kawiko pens and pencils. The classic sport is my choice. Those look awesome. I'll have to try them. I used to use these German, might not be pronouncing this right either, Koinor technical pens a lot. I used to do illustration. Super well made and a lot of fun to use. All right, so next on my list, so I don't know if you have this problem, Aaron, but with younger kids, it's hard to get them engaged in the game sometimes. And my mom actually got us started playing this game called Rummy Cube. Have you heard of it before? I've heard of it, but I don't really know much about it. Yeah, it's fun. It's sort of this tile-based game, and there's a little bit of math involved, and really fun. So my son Dash is 8, my daughter's 12, almost 13, be 13 next month. They're both able to play it, and it's fun, and it's a little bit educational and competitive, and so recommend that one. The premium edition is about 37 bucks on Amazon, and it's fun for the whole family. Nice. I like that. That's great, especially the holidays when you're getting together, and it's nice to get people off screens and, like, Laughing, having fun together. That's a great pick. Totally, yep. Awesome. My next pick is a book that I've been reading recently. It's Slaughterhouse-Five. And many people have seen Slaughterhouse-Five, read that maybe in college or high school, as did I. But there's a graphic novel version of it that's out that I recently picked up and I've enjoyed so much because it helped me understand that book and kind of see that narrative with different eyes. So this is a Kurt Vonnegut book, if you're not familiar with it. It's a story about the bombing of Dresden and kind of PTSD of being a POW in Germany. And he's writing through the lens of this main character, Billy Pilgrim. But it's really Kurt Vonnegut's story. He's struggling to express the traumas that he went through in World War II. It's beautifully drawn, a great adaptation of the story by this guy, Ryan North. And it's 23 bucks, so it's inexpensive. It's a beautiful book. You can pick it up from IndieBound. I always like to purchase books from a local bookstore if I can instead of picking that up from a big retailer like Amazon. But uh, that's Slaughterhouse-Five, the graphic novel by Ryan North and Kurt Vonnegut, 23 bucks. That's great. I love Kurt Vonnegut. I have not seen that graphic novel version. We should also provide a link here in our show notes. You may have seen this, Aaron, but Kurt does a great short talk on storytelling. It's only like about five minutes long, and it was filmed. one of his, like, his lectures, helpful for those of us who are storytellers. But yeah, he's great. Fantastic. Over to you. <laughs> so next up, staying in the realm of cooking, my folks gave me this vacuum sealer a number of years ago, and I kind of thought, oh, am I ever really going to use this thing? But I use it all the time. This one happened to be a wire cutter budget pick, and they have a slightly more expensive one. This one I'm mentioning is about $66. There's a fancier one that's 100 bucks. both really good. And, you know, if you ever need to preserve foods, like say you open a package of bacon or something, you don't want it to go bad in the next week, you can throw it in there. It'll keep for weeks as if it was in the original packaging. And then I do a lot of fishing, and I'm able to, you know, vacuum seal and store fish for months, and it's still great when you take it out. And the other thing you can use it for is if you have a sous vide, which is sort of a fancy kind of hot water bath method for cooking food. If you want to make a perfect steak every time, you can sous vide it to the 
temperature you like and then just sear it real quick and you can't mess it up essentially. So that's one of my picks there. Nice. I like that. I have a vacuum sealer and I don't use it enough. So I like this. This is great. It's probably worth noting. I don't know if people know this about you, but so you live in Carmel, you live right there next to the water. And so almost every Friday, <laughs> you tell me <laughs> I'm going out to either surf or go spearfishing. And you often have pictures that you share on Slack of you with a big rockfish or something that you're going to grill for dinner. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, thanks. No, it's definitely part of the lifestyle here. And one of the reasons <laughs> we moved back to this area, honestly, and kind of put up with the high cost of living is just the proximity of the ocean. It's so beautiful and accessible here. Yeah, it's cool. All right, my turn again. Speaking of beautiful things, I am making another recommendation here. This is a book called Eames, Beautiful Details. We recently had Lisa Demetrios, the granddaughter of Charles and Ray Eames, on the show. And I've been a big fan of Charles and Ray Eames for a very long time. I own some of their stuff, furniture, of course. Got a few other things that I won't say because might show up on my list later. But their backstory is so fascinating, what their process looked like, the times that they lived in during World War II, and then the post-World War II kind of industrial age of production. And seeing all of the different things they made, learning more about their process, where they lived, the fun that they had together. This book is wonderful. It's colorful. It's a big folio type of book that fits into a box. I have this thing sitting in my house and it's got all these bright colored triangles that are interlocking in a pattern wrapped around the box of the book. It's a beautiful book. It's great to learn from this. It's great to have like as a coffee table book. And it's also just a beautiful object to have in your house. So you win, you win, you win, right? It's 45 bucks. It's called Eames Beautiful Details. So cool. I'm going to have to get that one. I love books and our house is, you can see behind me, I have a big bookshelf, but our house has more books than we know what to do with, or we actually need more, more bookshelf space at this point. But I think it's a good problem to have. That's a feature, not a bug. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Back to the family thing. So we recently got into pickleball as a family, and I'd heard a lot about it. And you know, I've never been very much into tennis, but we thought we'd give this a try. It's sort of like mini tennis almost, just a little easier to pick up and play. And so we've been doing that, and it's it's pretty hilarious and fun. And we'll link out to these pickleball paddles. These are actually a little more expensive than what I'd normally go for, but they were a wire cutter pick. You can get them from cheaper for sure, but if you think you want to get a really good paddle, this might be a good option. We got some kind of cheap ones from our local sporting goods store. But yeah, super fun family thing. Pickleball, highly recommended. Yeah, pickleball's just the fastest growing sport out there. It's so popular where I live. There's you know tournaments, and it's also a very transgenerational game, which I find pretty cool. Yeah. Nice pick. I like that. Okay, so... Every morning I wake up at 6 a.m. and I write in a journal. And I've been doing that for about three years. And it's kind of an amazing practice. I started it, actually a, a good friend of mine who was long ago on the show, a guy named Bob Baxley, he's been keeping a journal for decades. And he always talks about going back to his journals, being able to you know, revisit his thinking, see how that's changed through time revisit how he experienced world events, 
what happened during, you know, a financial crisis or a major geopolitical event, that sort of thing. So I started doing that and I write in my journal every day and having the right type of journal, I think really helps. I was intimidated of just like, I'd have to do all this writing and I didn't want it to be a chore. So I wanted to time box it. And the way that I time box it is it's just one page per day. And I can do that pretty quickly. I can do that in about five to eight minutes, very precise. So I can, <laughs> I can do that in a small amount of time. And I've got a story, like a record of my experience. And I hope one day that will be passed on to my kids. So the specific journal that I use that works great for me is the Moleskin Daily Planner. It's $25. These moleskins you can find all over. What I like about it is, so at the top, I write a headline, not unlike David Sedaris, who, you know, keeps a journal religiously, although I think David probably writes a lot longer than I do. <laughs> There's a place for your headline. It's got the date on it. It's lined, so it's easy to write in there. It has like the, you know, week 25, that sort of thing. So you can kind of see where you are through the course of the year. It's got some other interesting information written in there, but they're great books. And I also like if you're going to keep journals over the course of time to have the same type of journal, they just stack up nicely on your shelf. Looks great. Same size. Fits in a bag really nicely. So I like that it's very travel friendly. I have a specific duffel bag where it slots into the pocket on the outside. So Moleskin, Daily Planners, I love them. My tried and true journal. 25 bucks. So cool. So this is a bonus thing that wasn't initially on my list, but have you heard of Brian Eno's journal that he published, The Year with a Swollen Appendix? No. Okay, so you got to get that. He published his entire years of his journal, and it's amazing because Brian Eno's a super creative guy, and he just you can hear him talking about, hey, I went to meet with U2 today. We we're working on this track together. It's a little hard to find, but we'll find a link to it because I, I was only able to find a used copy, but really cool book. And it got me interested I tried journaling for a little while. It ended up spurring for me a writing project where I've been working for <laughs> years now on a young adult book. But I think the writing practice is awesome. And whether you do a journal or, or fiction, that's a you know, great way to pick it up. Nice. All right, so next one here. So you mentioned Secret Santa. This is a little Secret Santa for you, Aaron, or not so Secret Santa since there's so much <laughs> okay. here. But if you click through on that link that says James Brand, It'll pull up a picture of, I have a version of it here. It's a little folding knife. Yeah, that's great. This company's all about everyday carry items that you might have with you every day. So they make, it's a liner lock knife, just super well-made. I got you the orange version. Awesome, that's great. So that'll be coming your way. And yeah, I think, you know, these are the kind of things like I could pass this down to my son. You know, I think they'll just last forever. So Nice to have an option like that. And they make a lot of other stuff too. It's not just pocket knives, but they have these really cool pens, carabiners, other stuff that's cool for everyday carry type things. So yeah, that's my secret Santa today. Awesome. Thank you. That's exciting. I love a good pocket knife and I'm sort of overdue for a pocket knife too. I've beat the heck out of my Benchmade. It's a great knife, but it does need to get sent off to be reprofiled or something. It's beyond what I could do at home, I think. So that's great. Pocket knives are always useful. Always useful. Yeah. That's great. Fantastic. 
Well, speaking of Secret Santa, next thing on my list is something that is coming your way as well. It's called Red Breast Whiskey. So it's getting cold out. I always like to have a nice warm drink on the shelf, you know, that you could pull out and enjoy in the evening, maybe sit outside by the fire with a friend or just by yourself and kind of enjoy some peace and quiet. And I'm a big fan of just having good scotch, good whiskeys of various types around. So Red Breast Whiskey is a great whiskey, and they have a variety of whiskeys. So they start at 65 bucks. They go all the way up to 500 bucks and maybe beyond if you wanted to get like a 21-year-old whiskey. They get really fancy. But they have some lovely ones. The exact one that you're going to get, Eli, is going to be a surprise. So it'll show up at your house, <laughs> and you'll have to learn more about it. But I have been giving this whiskey to one of my closest friends, every year at December for his birthday. And he always says like, man, I'm waiting for that next bottle of whiskey. <laughs> and he hasn't been able to get it because they haven't had it locally for a while. So I happened to pick one up for him the other day. And when I did, I thought, ooh, I should send some of this to Eli. So it's coming your way. Awesome. Thanks so much. That's great. Yeah, I, I love whiskeys and I haven't tried this particular one. So I'm really excited for that. Appreciate it. Thanks, Aaron. You got it. Okay, what's next up in the list here? So this is a clothing brand called Rourke who I really love. They're kind of like outdoor surf-oriented brand. This particular item is a flannel. I'm actually wearing it right now. Nice. <laughs> it's a partnership between Rourke and Pendleton, which is another really cool brand. So Pendleton supplied the fabric, they did the design, and it's just a really nice warm wool flannel. I've had the, a bunch of these in my wardrobe and they just last forever. So big fan of clothes that are well-made and that you can just use for years. That's one on my list I'd recommend. Cool, I love it. And this runs, looks like 113 bucks. Yeah, they're having a sale right now, which I'm hoping still is going on when we publish this. It's for 133 and then normal price, 189 Yep, cool, that's great. Yeah, looks like 133 and depends on the style, it goes down to 101 So you can get a significant savings on that. But having clothes that last a long time that are you know, beautiful, well-made, of a good material like wool can be. It's just mm -hmm. wonderful. That's really great. So fantastic. That's a great recommendation. I love it. Okay, I'm going to make a clothing recommendation as well. And it's not on our list here. This is sort of a secret one. But I've had a pair of shoes that I bought in Berlin in 2006. So I've had them for 17 years-ish, 16, 17 years. They're made by a company called Trippen, T-R-I-P-P-E-N. They make men's shoes and women's shoes. And for ladies, the shoe designs are just incredible. They are handmade leather. They last forever. They are not inexpensive. I'll just say that. But when you amortize the cost over like two decades, they're very inexpensive, very cheap. In fact, I walked tens of thousands of miles in my trippins. And I sent them off this summer because they were more like fall and winter shoes. And I wasn't wearing them over the summer. So I sent them off to be resold. I got them back. It cost me like $70 to get them resold. Now I'm ready for the next 10 to 20,000 miles on those shoes. So they're great. And they only get better with time. It feels a little bit like a baseball glove that the more you use it, the more broken in and the more it like fits your body. They're wonderful shoes, Trippin, 
T-R-I-P-P-E-N. I can't recommend them enough. Men and women for designers, like people who want something a little bit different. There's all kinds of styles. There's very casual stuff. And then there's also, you know, stuff that looks great if you're getting dressed up and going out. But tripping shoes, I can't recommend them enough. Expect to pay around 300 US to maybe 500 US. So again, not inexpensive, but they're a great value. That's awesome. Yeah. Again, I love long-lived clothing. I think if you're trying to be a little more sustainable, one of the best ways if you're able to afford it is to buy things that are maybe a little expensive but last for years. Yep. That's great. Okay. I'm rewinding a little bit on the price here because I kind of forgot about this and it's not in our list. But I don't know if you've ever supported like a Kickstarter project and you don't always know, am I ever going to get this thing or yeah. is it going to be any good? <laughs> right. But I got this, holding up now, this water bottle. It's called Ringo. And the cool feature on it, is that so oftentimes I'll take a water bottle to the gym and then I, I'm also like maybe doing a workout that's on my phone, like a little video workout. And this actually has a little stand on it that works with magnetic connection on your iPhone. Oh, cool. So you can pop that there and like see your workout or if you're like on a treadmill or something, you want to watch a show, you know, you can put it in landscape mode. And it's handy. It's cool. The water bottle is good quality. And I think it's around 60 bucks. Yeah, 68 bucks. But so far, I've been quite happy with it. And it actually showed up and works nice. as advertised, which isn't always the case for Kickstarter stuff. Cool. So that's Ringo water bottles, MagSafe, and about 60 bucks. Yeah. Very good. I like that one. Okay. Well, next one is a different type of gift. It is Hatch Show Print Posters. Hatch Show Print is a company that's been around since the late 1800s doing letterpress posters for lots of different types of people and organizations, but they're most famous for doing posters for Johnny Cash, Patsy Cline, Merle Haggard, Willie Nelson, lots of different types of bands, REM as well, and other types of more modern bands as well. But their work is so beautiful and so distinctive. They have an incredible library of letterpress and woodblock printing tools. And they put together just amazing stuff. So just going to hatchshowprint.com and there's like shop.hatchshowprint.com to go to all of the different posters and so forth. You can buy holiday cards from them for, you know, 20 bucks, something like that. You can get larger prints that go all the way up to about three, four, five hundred $500. But some of the prints are like 20 bucks. They can be very inexpensive. And these are historical objects. They're objects that are reproductions of these early posters that were made in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. And they still are very influential in design today. It's a wonderful place. And if you are in the Nashville, Tennessee area at any point, you can tour Hatchso Print and see how they work, see their amazing letterpress blocks and the different machines. I've done a tour before, and it's wonderful. They're now located in the Country Music Hall of Fame instead of downtown where they used to be. But Hatch Show Prints, I have a poster in my kitchen, a really big one. It says Ritz Craft, and it has this really cool 50s camper trailer, pull-behind trailer, and it's beautiful. If you dig through the shop, you'll find it in there. I think it costs around $200. It's lovely. It's letterpress. You see that embossing on the paper. 
There's so many good ones in here, so I can't recommend this enough. Hatch Show Print. It's a great thing for the home office, great thing for any house. I love these. I'm just looking through their site right now. They're so great. It's Dolly Parton one I'm checking out. Mm. And we're actually trying to get somebody on the show from there. Is that right? That is right. Yeah, we're in conversation with Hatch Show, so we hope to bring some of the backstory of their work and their history very soon. Awesome. So cool. That's a great one. All right, so working our way up the list here, I'm going to hop over, if that sounds good to you, Aaron, to some of our sponsored products, because I think it might be worth talking about them too. Absolutely. Yeah, if you've been listening to the show, we've had these sponsors, and we were really careful and considerate with who we bring on, because we want it to be products that are great and that we love. And so you've probably heard us talk about American Giant. They're a clothing company based here in the U.S. They're all manufactured here in the States. We actually had their... CEO Bayard Winthrop on in an episode that actually got a lot really good reception from folks. Yeah, it was like one of our more popular episodes this year. Bayard's <laughs> yeah, yeah. just he's an amazing person. And the company is just so cool. So cool. And their mission is great about revitalizing manufacturing here in the US. And they make great clothing. So Aaron and I both have some of their clothes. We both have hoodies, which are just awesome. I also have a button-down shirt, kind of heavy overshirt that's really nice. And yeah, you can't go wrong if you want something, again, that's super well-made, it's going to last forever, yeah. grab their hoodie right now. They're not cheap. It's uh, 138 bucks. They last forever. Yeah, last forever. <laughs> you can get 20% off if you use the code DESIGNBETTER. So head over to dbtr.co slash American Giant to go check that out. Awesome. Men's and women's too. There's lots of different colors and styles, so... Yeah, I can't say enough good stuff about what they're doing and how they're doing it. They're a great, great company. It's important to support really great companies who are doing things in the right way in a sustainable, climate-conscious way. And it's nice to have stuff that lasts a long time. Yeah. Feels good to wear. Awesome. Well, I'll throw one in as well. We recently started a conversation with the folks over at Standards Manuals. They're really interesting, small company. It's really just a couple people who are collecting these standards manuals from lots of major companies and organizations. And we have a few of them. I've got some here, one from the US National Parks, which is a collection of objects and design standards for the US National Parks, which that design, like it's so timeless and beautiful and nostalgic. I think a lot of people who grew up in the US and take these family trips to all these different national parks, you just feel emotionally attached to that. One of the standards manuals that really caught my attention is the NASA standards manual because NASA's design guidelines are pretty famous, really great example of a very thorough series of specifications for how to use a brand in things like shirts, stationery, how to put it onto the side of a giant rocket ship that you're gonna send to the moon. It's really cool. It's just inspiring. It's fascinating design history. The object itself is really beautiful. It ships in a Mylar silver bag. That's just, it's cool. This is so cool. It's $85 from standardsmanual.com. Lots of cool stuff there. Fun to explore. Yeah, it's so cool. And the National Parks one was actually listed as a recommended gift by the wire cutter been browsing their stuff for a while and they have recommended it as a travel gift for folks that are into traveling the national parks. Nice. That's great. Yeah. Another brand that we're really close to, 
that's also been a sponsor is Heath Ceramics. A few years back, we had on Robin Petrovich, who's the co-founder or current owner of Heath Ceramics. He and his partner took over the brand from Edith Heath, who founded it back in the 1940s. And it's very much a seminal mid-century modern brand. We talk a little bit more in some short kind of advertorials we did in some recent design history episodes, but their brand that's you know rooted in the Bay Area, another local manufacturer, and just make these beautiful, very handmade feeling dinnerware, tableware, vases, and we'll link out to kind of a suggested gift at the $24 level. It's a small modern cup. My parents have some of these that we drink coffee from. They're beautiful. We'll have a promo code so you can get 15% off. So dbtr.co slash Heath Ceramics. And if you enter the code design better, you'll be able to get 15% off. That's incredible. I love Heath. Their ceramics, the dinnerware is beautiful, but their tiles beautiful too. So if you're working on a house, you know, that's what we did. We bought a bunch of Heath tile and used it in our house. And man, it's just, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous to live with things like this. And also to like know the history of a brand that it's been so influential in design for so long. People like us who, you know, design is our passion. It feels good to be surrounded in your living space by that type of history. Absolutely. So we have been talking with our friends over at Vestaboard and in this list of awesome gifts, this is like right there at the top. If you're familiar with a split flap display, so when you go to an airport, a train station, and you see those, those displays that show what time your departures and arrivals are, that is a split flap display. And there's a lot of logic that happens behind to be able to flip between the different letters and numbers and characters and so forth. But it's beautiful. And it's not only beautiful to look at, it's also that sound and that interaction, seeing that whole thing. It's very tactile, tangible, it's emotionally engaging. And Vestaboard makes a split flap display for your home or your office. This is a great office thing as well. Could be a holiday gift to the office. So what's cool about Vestaboard is there's a mobile app that's associated with it. You can connect it to different data sources. You can send messages into the Vestaboard, like amazing quotes, latest scores in, in a game that you're watching. You can send just a simple message to people. It's wonderful for families to be able to communicate with each other. If you're not at home and you've got you know, a kid that's just gotten home, you can send them a quick message on this Vestaboard, the split flap display. There's so many different creative and cool things you can do. If you have a family that is creative or you have a family and you want them to be more engaged and creative and maybe less on their screen, we're often sending these messages back and forth through a screen and that keeps us heads down. Well, Vestaboard raises your eyes up. It's a beautiful object for your home, for your office that creates a way for people to interact. It's just so charming. It runs $3,295. You'll hear more about Vestaboard in coming months because we are partnering with them because we love what they do so much. But yeah, Vestaboard, check them out. Yeah, and in addition to all the kind of practical things you can do with it, it's essentially a piece of art. I mean, you can also program it to just have some you know colored tiles on it. It reminds me actually of a, a large art installation that's at the Stanford Graduate School of Business, which is it's much bigger in scale. It's like the size of a wall and it flips through these different color displays. 
but it is it's mesmerizing it's somehow both like engaging and tranquil at the same time it kind of gets you in that almost meditative state watching it so really beautiful object and practical so really super excited to partner with them yeah cool all right what's next eli Okay, so we're going going to go back to the cooking side of things. And this is another thing I know that you and I both love. And hopefully I don't butcher the name because my my French is terrible. But it's Le Creuset is the brand. And it's this enameled cast iron Dutch oven. It's also not cheap. This one was actually gifted to us by my parents. The five and a half quart version is around $400. It's another wire cutter pick. But it's this thing that you're going to, again, you'll have it forever. You can pass it down to your kids. It's a beautiful object. We actually keep ours out on our stovetop because it's just such a nice looking thing. And it's so practical for, I know you use yours a lot for baking. We use ours for like stews or stuff that has to go on the oven. And yeah, it's just awesome. I love this. I love it. I have two of them. I have a big one and a smaller one. And this is one of those things like, when you're trying to get the right things for your kitchen, the right tools to be able to cook and have versatility and it's going to last a long time, all those things we, we talked about. And bonus points if it also looks beautiful as well. Like this ticks all the boxes and then some. I bake sourdough bread in a Dutch oven, my Le Creuset Dutch oven, because you get that steam convection phenomenon inside of a Dutch oven. So you put that in there, get it really hot, 475 degrees, then you take it out carefully and try not to burn your knuckles when you drop your dough in the middle of that, put the lid on, back into the oven for about 20, 25 minutes, and it gets this wonderful crust on the outside. Take the lid off for another 10 to 15 minutes, browns up. That's amazing, that's living right there. That's such good stuff. And it's all made possible with this Le Creuset. Pull that out, you can, like you said, you can make a pot of chili, stews, chicken and rice dishes, those one pot dishes, Middle Eastern dishes, Indian food. I love these. I use them all the time. Popcorn, they make great popcorn. So you don't need a ton of things in your kitchen. You can have fewer things that do all the stuff. And a Le Creuset of some sort is a great solution for all of that stuff. Yeah, we use it all the time. Okay, staying on the food and beverage side of things, this is another smaller gift but one that we both love. So we've been partnered with Methodical Coffee now for a while. They're one of our first sponsors. The founder, Marco Suarez, is a friend, and he's done an amazing job with his coffee. And we actually do have a Design Better Coffee. We'll link out to that. <laughs> we've gotten some great reviews on it. You know, backing into a little bit of a funny story, I'm kind of like a, I don't know what you call me, coffee heathen and tend to like really dark roast coffees, you know, kind of old school dark roast. And so I was a little skeptical because a lot of Methodical's coffees had tend to be a little lighter or medium roast. But this one that Aaron picked out is just great. And I drink it all the time. My wife likes it too. She's also sort of a darker coffee person, but it's just got the right depth to it. And it tastes, you know, like a good, strong coffee and also has these kind of subtle notes to it. So even if you're sort of a more dark coffee person and you want to expand your horizons a bit, I'd recommend this one. Yeah, I love it. I'm on record on the show for drinking methodical coffee every day. You know, it's the first thing I think of when I wake up. Lately, I've been making oat milk lattes with our coffee, and it's great. I like the non-dairy situation. I also like it just as an espresso shot, and I like it as a pour-over in a Chemex. 
you know, if you wanted to give kind of a cool little gift to somebody for the holidays, maybe someone you don't know as well, methodical coffee, a design better coffee, and a Chemex. Or an AeroPress, you know, something like that for 50 bucks, maybe just a little bit over, you could give a really lovely, thoughtful gift that people would appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. This is another one that's not on the list. And it's something we actually gave you, Aaron, when you departed Envision years ago. (laughs) Yeah. It's a hand-pressed, essentially all-mechanical espresso press. It's called the Flare Espresso Maker. And if you go to Flare Espresso, it's F-L-A-I-R Espresso, E-S-P-R-E-S-S-O, flareespresso.com. You can make you know a shot at a time. It even has a little pressure gauge. And it makes really great espresso. We use it a lot for our espresso, hand-pulled. And if you're like going camping or something and you want to bring it with you, you can do that. Yeah. What's amazing is you've got just full control over the pressure. So you can grind up your coffee, you tamp it in there and create the puck, and then you can pour hot water over the top, and then you pull this lever, and you can control the pressure. It's got a little dial off to the side that shows you how much pressure you're applying, so you can get like a really dialed in, and even like get different flavor profiles from the amount of pressure that you're applying that's affecting how fast the water moves through the coffee grounds, and so you'll pick up different tasting notes. So it's fun and really interesting object. Yeah, and it starts about 165, depending on what accessories you get, goes up from there. Cool. Well, I've got a holiday gift idea that fits perfectly with this coffee theme. It is brew metric watches. Brew metric. These watches are designed for timing your shots. So they're quartz watches, most of them, or quartz and some sort of automatic movement. They are relatively affordable in the realm of, of watches out there, around $400 to $450. I love the retro dial. It's a beautiful, beautiful watch. It's silver. It's got this kind of squarish case that has a tapered bracelet. I actually have one arriving today, like any minute. I ordered a special edition that they did. And I can't wait to get my hands on it. But I just think these are beautifully designed objects. If you're fascinated by design, you like the idea of having a watch that doesn't give you notifications, that's me. I don't want a notification on my my wrist. I get so many other notifications. I just got one right now. So it's great. It's great to be disconnected sometimes. Brewmetric watches for timing your shots or timing anything. Could be, you know, your kids running laps at the track your parking meter, uh, they're cool watches. They're beautiful and fun. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture right now. I love the colors on the dial. They're really cool. Yeah. Of the Brewmetric watches, do you have one that you like the best, Eli? There's a whole bunch. You know, I'm just finding out about them now. Sadly, I am an Apple Watch person at the moment, but I do have most of the notifications turned off. I use the newer version, forgetting what it's even called, but for diving a fair bit because it's got some dive capabilities on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you know I can track my exercise and stuff. I agree. I, I don't want notifications. I primarily have those turned off on it. But I see the you know the beauty in the classic watch. It's something I'd like to invest in at some point. Yeah, cool. Okay, here's another one that's off our sponsored list, Brain.fm. And we were talking about writing before and being able to focus. 
And I know we've talked about this, Aaron, before, maybe even on the show, and certainly in our most recent episode with Tycho, which is coming out, I think, the week that this episode is released. And you have to have the right kind of background music. Some people can't listen to any kind of music while they're writing or focusing on a task. But Brain.fm has actually done the scientific work to create soundtracks for your creative or focus work. And it's really great. I've been using it all the time, especially if I'm having to have sort of deep focus and write something. And you can turn it on, you can pick the genre of music that you like, if it's more electronic or soundtrack or classical. And it will just create a playlist for you that helps you focus. And Aaron, I know you use it additionally for sleeping, right? I do. I've used it to get to sleep. I've used it to help my son get to sleep. He's got a pretty active imagination in mind. He's 10. And it's great for that. The other thing I really like about this is if you have ADHD, if your brain sort of works at that hyper speed, there's an adjustment on Brain FM where the effect that's sort of a wave sound that's laced into the music, you can turn that up more and that will help you focus even more. So I know that it's something that we, as we talk to a lot of creative people, it's a red thread. We see a lot of creative people have ADHD, some sort of neurodiversity that's going on. That's really, you know, it's a superpower in who they are. But part of harnessing that superpower is learning these coping mechanisms. How do I focus that energy into a specific task? Brain FM is great for that. So it's a great gift for anyone in your life who has ADHD. That might be you. You might need it for a little extra focus. Or if you've got you know a teen in your life, someone who's still working on those focus skills, studying skills, and so forth, Brain FM is a great thing to consider. Very helpful for that. That's great. Yeah, and if you go to brain.fm/slash/design/better, you can get thirty percent off a year-long plan, which is pretty fantastic. And you, you get a free trial, so you can make sure that you actually like it and use it before you plunge in. Yeah, it's great. Well, I've got one more recommendation here. If you haven't visited Vitra, the Vitra Design Museum, either in person or their online shop, it's definitely worth visiting. They have so many cool classic design objects and you know pieces from design history. And a lot of great design history is mass produced. I am a collector. My wife and I are collectors of Nelson clocks. We don't have any like super original ones, but... George Nelson designed a lot of very well-known pieces, lighting, benches, beds, and his clocks in particular from the 50s. You'll recognize these. If you Google George Nelson clock, you'll see lots of different versions, and they're just amazing. We have clocks all over our house. We enjoy them. We think they're beautiful objects. And the spindle clock is one of the most recognizable Nelson clocks. You can pick it up from the Vitra design shop for around 485 euros. It's $500. Not inexpensive, but it is a piece of design history. It's a great gift. I often like to give a clock to my wife for like an anniversary gift or a Valentine's Day gift. I really like that because it's a thing that you have for a lifetime. And it is also a transgenerational object. So again, you amortize the cost against how long you'll use it. And it seems pretty inexpensive. So the Nelson Spindle Clock, they have most of, but not all, 
of the other George Nelson clocks there too. So you can check those out and they're wonderful, beautiful objects. Yeah, super cool. I mean, there's a few objects that come to mind when you say mid-century design. The Eames chairs, obviously, but this is another one that just like kind of brings you to that period and it's so classic. It's great. Yeah. All right. So before we wrap up, we just have a few things here, but I know also year end is when we think a lot about giving to folks who aren't as fortunate. And there's a charity called World Central Kitchen, which a chef named Jose Andres is the founder of. I think they're a really wonderful organization. They get on the ground immediately after a disaster happens, whether that's a hurricane or earthquake, or they were out at the Ukraine war and just help people get food. It's, it's really simple. They're out there cooking for people. And I think they're really effective. You know, if you're investing in them, the money goes right to providing food for people. So this time of year, you know, I'm thinking about folks that are less fortunate. I think it's a really good place to give some money to. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, there are lots of different places where we could invest. I love to invest locally. I like to give to local charities. I live in Athens, Georgia, and we have a place called Nucci Space. It was founded after a musician died by suicide and he loved music and his mom created this foundation that gives musicians mental health support and it teaches kids how to play music and play in a band. And so my wife has been part of a charity for a long time raising money for Nucci Space and has sent a lot of kids to Camp Amped, which is a year round. They've got different you know, times like summer and, and fall period and so forth, winter. And kids come in with some musical skill, but then they develop those skills and create a band. There's recording facilities there. They have really great musicians who are guiding them to create an album, guiding them through performances. And it's just so huge because these kids build confidence and connection. It has just this ripple effect in our community. So local charities are great. Find out what's in your area that you're passionate about. And another recommendation that is more global is Girls Who Code, which is a great organization that gives young women the opportunity to learn how to code, again, builds confidence. I love the idea of charities that are investing in future generations that connect different generations together. I also feel passionate about making sure that underrepresented groups get opportunities that may not be available. So Girls Who Code is a great charity as well to give to. Something you can do in someone else's name as a gift for the person who doesn't really need anything or for the person who sees the greater good and doesn't really want anything. So Girls Who Code is a great charity. Yeah, I love both those ideas. We give to our local food bank here on the local front. And then I think helping people, you know, that don't normally have the opportunity get into or advance their career, super powerful. Yeah, it's cool. Well, there's one last recommendation that we have, Eli. That's right. It's something we've talked about before. We launched recently and we're still excited to grow it and expand it and make it even more valuable. Design Better Plus. Yeah. DB Plus, if you haven't heard about it already, it's our subscription service. We've got a really good discount going on it right now through the holidays. You can get ad-free versions of the show. You can get episodes of the show early. 
and get invited to our exclusive AMAs, that stands for Ask Me Anything, with you know some big names in design and technology. We have one coming up with Meredith Black, who's probably the foremost authority on design ops. Brad Frost, who's an expert, well-known expert and author in design systems. And we have so many other folks. We have folks from Nike, the former CMO from Nike will be joining us. And Steve Johnson, who's VP of design at Netflix is going to be joining us as well. It's an impressive group of people that you would get to talk to and ask questions of. So again, as we're thinking about gifts and the value that you could get to stretch the value of your dollar, that's kind of on everyone's mind right now. That's what we want to create with DB Plus is just a way for the community to get more, to learn more. And we're adding more to that subscription service as well. We're going to add exclusive content, additional bonus episodes that our subscribers will get. There will be some additional things we've not yet announced that we are going to expand in it as well. So at its current price, the power listener that'll get you ad-free episodes a week early that's just $3.75 a month. It's super inexpensive. We have it discounted heavily for our early subscribers because we want to support our community and give people the opportunity to get involved. And then the Accelerated Learner Plan gives you all of that, and it'll give you bonus content and AMAs, access to the AMAs, and the recordings of every AMA that we ever do as well. So if you ever can't make it, you didn't miss out, you didn't waste your money, you still get the recording of that. Yeah, we think it's even right now valuable, but like Aaron said, we're going to expand on it. We've got other things in the pipeline. And, you know, at the same time, we don't want the price to stand in the way of you learning. If you're a student or if you're between jobs right now, just reach out to us. We'll help you out. You can reach us at contact at thecuriositydepartment.com. Yeah, we want this to be available to everyone out there. So if it's interesting to you and you want to sign up, it's designbetter.plus. Just designbetter.plus to subscribe. And, you know, the other benefit that you get is supporting a community. Eli and I are so passionate about the design community. We want to support you in your growth, in your curiosity, your passion. And by subscribing, that also means you can make this show sustainable because we do invest a ton of time and energy into producing really great content, really great interviews and insights for you. So that's one way you can support the show. All right. Well, fantastic. This was really fun. I hope we make it a yearly tradition. And I know you're about ready to pack up your bags and head to Japan. So That's right. Uh, that sounds like it's going to be an awesome trip. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of design, I'm going to go see a lot of interesting design things there. But hey, happy holidays, Eli. Happy holidays to everybody who's listening. Thank you so much for tuning in and being part of our community. The holidays are a nice time to just remember how important it is to be with one another and be connected around common ideas. And I think now more than ever, that's really needed. So thank you for being part of the Design Better community. <laughs>